Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. All right, let's get it going. It's a Tuesday night, an off night for the Edmonton Oilers. The preseason winding down, and they say the results don't matter much, but there's been some results. And we're going to talk about it because they beat Seattle 4-1 on the road last night, despite being outshot fairly significantly, 32-14, but an excellent performance in goal by Jack Campbell, who was really opening some eyes here this preseason. He needed to, and it looks like a lot of the work he put in in the offseason is paying off. Talk a lot about that over the course of today's show, which is brought to you, as always, by World of Spas. Bob away at uh, a corporate event this evening, so he's uh, taking care of some business with the Oilers, for the Oilers, and he'll be back to set things up between Edmonton and Calgary, live from Rogers Place tomorrow evening. That one's a 7 o'clock puck drop, so when does our show start? Three hours prior to, that's a 4 p.m. Oilers now, a 5.30 face-off show. You want to get in touch, I want you to, on the Ashley Fine Floors text line this evening, get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. Let's consider these first six preseason games the first date. The first date with the Edmonton Oilers. I'm curious about your initial impression here. Because even though it's not been an exact sampling of, you know, who's playing with who per se, we have seen some examples of that. We've seen a bit of the power play together. What are your initial impressions here after it's been six games, but we'll call it one date, one sample size, if you will, of Edmonton Oilers hockey. couple games left to go, both of them coming at home. Tomorrow, I mentioned Friday as well, they'll play this reverse fixture against the Seattle Kraken, who, again, they did knock off 4-1 uh, last night. We're going to hear that audio momentarily in the audio vaults. Uh, but again, get those texts in. We'll uh, get to more of those after the 6.35 newscast, or the 6.30 newscast, I should say. Uh, if you're looking at this as sort of a first date with the team this season, or this season's team, if you want to think of it that way, what is your initial impression? Because you only get one chance at that, right? So, curious what you have to say about this team thus far. They are 3-2-1 and three, two and one through the preseason thus far. Though, as I mentioned, you listen to anybody, the record doesn't really matter. It's about the individual performances along the way. Most of the time. Now, let's look at today's top story, which is brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. And I say that that way because Xavier Borgo coming off of a two-goal performance against the Kraken last night is now on his way back to AHL Bakersfield. couple roster moves today. Borgo, the former first-rounder, on his way back to the minors. Seth Griffith, the leading scorer from last year's Condors team. And then James Hamblin as well. They're on waivers for the purpose of reassignment. So uh, there's your three bodies heading down but not heading down 
Raphael Lavoie still up here getting a longer look as we figured might be the case. I don't know about you, but to me, the the final forward pair, because I, I don't really want to call it a fourth line. I see it much more as uh, two forwards than I do as three. Um, but I don't really have any clearer of an idea who that looks like it's going to be. I mean, we've seen different elements from a guy like uh, Elaine Peterson, but he's not really the grit that they actually need. He's somebody that can contribute more offensively and and so I don't know that that's necessarily the niche they need filled in that bottom pair uh, Brandon Sutter had some face-off success but wasn't showing enough to stick around ultimately released from his PTO and then you've got Adam Ernie who to me was uh, you know a nice young addition but sort of the odd man out in all this as to having to work even harder than the next winger to overcome the fact that he doesn't really have a role that he fits into either he's got to carve that out he's still around here i think he'd be a good guy to have in the minor league system but uh he's got to want to do that as well so adam ernie still here on his pto brandon sutter as we i'm sure discussed yesterday even in my absence he, he is not after the weekend but the top story today is xavier borgo even after his uh, two goal uh, event uh, uh, in Seattle at Climate Pledge Arena. Yeah, he finds himself on his way back down to Bakersfield where he has lots of growing to do. But uh, let's uh, hear how things sounded and then we're going to hear from the young man inside our audio vault brought to you each day by Direct Workwear. Proud to announce their women's only workwear store is now open. Located four doors north of their Direct Workwear location on Gateway Boulevard. Find out more at womensworkwear.ca. If you missed it last night, here's how it sounded on the Oilers radio network. Game number six of the Oilers preseason. For Schultz to walk in, didn't have a shooting lane, not with Ryan in front. Now he shoots it. Saved by Campbell and the rebound just jammed wide. Auto up to center for Seattle. His pass picked off by Holloway. He's coming down the right wing. Evans trying to spin him around. He does, gets in front of him. He pokes it on there. Saved by Grubauer. The rebound covered up before Ernie could get a stick on it. But great. Gleason to break it up. He'll start the rush down the right wing. And over the Seattle line. He'll shoot. Pat safe. Rebound. Scott. Xavier Borgo followed it up. He got the rebound and makes it one nothing Edmonton. You know, in the NHL on a continuous basis, look out. Barowski to the middle and a rerun scores. Hey, Schwartz got his stick on it. It gets through Campbell. The McCann at the hash marks. Looks through the middle. Shot off and a save by Campbell on the right pad. And Schultz had slipped in from the blue line. On the power play, Cartier will bring it in. Cartier across. Flurry, great stop by Campbell, sliding across. Robs Flurry, and it's cleared out of the Oilers zone. Got it in behind the Oilers net, slides out. Centering pass, that's partially blocked. Poked in the net. Left pad saved by Campbell, and he covers it up. Looked like the Oilers had control of it. He gets poked towards the net. That's a great stop by Jack Campbell. Left wing to Everly. Back to Schultz, to Burakovsky, to Everly in front of the net, but here's Fandoni, got ducked down by Gleason, it's covered by Campbell, and oh, Matty Beneers had a wide open net. Comes around to the left wing point, Gleason to keep it in, to McDavid down the left wing, shoots, scores! Connor McDavid 
down the left side, gives the Oilers a 2-1 lead. Takes it to the right point, penalty is over, comes down the right side, and penalty for four in the power play, pass out to Borgo, scores! Xavier Borgo, quick shot in the slot, pass Grubauer. Left side, McCann. Yeah, two other players of those. <laughs> Beneers on the left wing, across to McCann. Wow. Oh, what a save by Campbell. Off for Jared McCann from the right wing. Campbell gets the glove and holds on. Tremendous stop. Lisa takes him off of it. Drysidle gets it out to Yanmark. He'll skate up the left wing with the empty net. He'll shoot. Scores! Matias Yanmark put it off the post and in. With six seconds left to go in the third, New Orleans now up 4-1. At the end of the Seattle end, and despite being outshot 32-14, to the Oilers will take the victory here in the preseason. 4-1 the final over the Seattle Kraken. So there you go, in a night where Connor McDavid and uh, Leon Dreisaitl were both dressed. Realistically, we leave talking about stellar performance from a netminder in Jack Campbell. You heard the 10-bell save on Jared McCann. That was absolutely spectacular. Cross-crease pass. He gets his arm outstretched and just big you know that's I guess that's the type of save that Campbell has sort of been known to make that real street hockey style save but he's kicking to the tune of a 971 save percentage that means he's turning aside 97% of the shots on him right now and that's over the course of just over two full preseason games Uh, 0.98 goals against average like that's not bad and it's not it like with an added emphasis on team defense you're hoping and expecting to see these numbers improving but those are pretty gaudy pretty impressive numbers from Jack Campbell uh, just as a comparison Stuart Skinner in basically the same amount of playing time 120 or so minutes two games he's got a goals against average of just under three per game not just under one and an 8-8 save percentage an 8-80 so there's some pretty different numbers there and it's almost an exact contrast to what it was last season so it really begs the question to me you know is um, there's there's reason for concern that Stuart Skinner as a sophomore while there's a lot more film out on him uh, you know is is can we expect a repeat performance for a guy who sort of sprung onto the scene and and exploded for 50 starts in a year that might be a tough test for a guy to do it over again and uh, you know you get Jack Campbell who you're paying starters money performing this way it might make things uh, quite a bit easier. But let's talk about Borgo for a second because he is really the storyline as it translated to this afternoon with his uh, sending back down to Bakersfield. He talked about uh, his overall performance this year at camp. I think I was involved in uh, every area of the game. I think I was uh, aware defensively on the PK. Uh, I was finding the open area on the ice, but I mean, a great, uh, great play by my teammate too uh, tonight. Yeah, he had uh, the two goals there, as mentioned. He talked about his confidence post game. Did Xavier Borgo? I think my confidence is a lot higher. Uh, I think I'm making more plays. Uh, I'm going to the the area where maybe I was not going last year. I mean, if you're going to the net, good things happen. Uh, it's your blade, it's your stick. So tonight. Uh, I got rewarded going to the the blue paint, yeah. 
and then uh, maybe not a reward, but he's going to have every opportunity to play big minutes in Bakersfield, and he will be expected to be a key offensive contributor at that level. He should be playing uh, first-minute power play time there. This should be the next guy offensively that this team is trying to develop. That's my opinion. What did Jay Woodcroft have to say? Uh, the messaging was that he laid down a much more impressive camp this this go around. I think a year of pro hockey under his belt served him well, and he knew what to expect. But uh, I saw a player that was involved. Uh, I saw a player that um, didn't wait for things to come to him. He went and, and made things happen. Uh, I think he's trending in the right direction as a prospect. He's, he got bigger and stronger over the summertime. His job now is to go down to Bakersfield and become a very important player uh, on that team. And, um, you know, uh, he should feel good about that camp because the coaching staff here and the management certainly feel good about it. One final thought on Borco, just his experience sharing the ice with Connor McDavid. Pretty exciting. I mean, just watching him play, being in the same locker room, uh, watching him uh, off ice. Uh, you learn a lot of this, from this guy, so it's pretty impressive to see him uh, playing in real life, yeah. Well, maybe an opportunity one day soon for Borgo to again share that same dressing room, that sh- uh, same NHL ice surface, but uh, he will be down plotting his craft in the American League with Colin Chalk and his team. As for Jay Woodcroft, gave an update on the injury status of uh, both Matthias Ekholm and uh, Ryan McLeod. Yeah, I expect both to be ready for the start of the year. Um, They're putting good days together. We're listening to our medical people. I think when you have time, you want to use it, and we've got time. Um, I think someone asked me the other day, it might have been Specca, if it was like the uh, playoff game, would they be in? Yeah, they'd be in, but we got some time right now. We want to use it. Um, Both are good pros, and uh, they'll be ready whenever, whenever it is that they'll join the team full time. Call that your injury report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. So good news if you ask me on the front of both of those players. Got a text here at 780-496-0063 asking what I think about Ryan McLeod and his value to this franchise and whether this is a bit of a make-or-break season for him. Absolutely it is. He needs to emerge as a third-line centerman, a reliable one. He he has the wheels that make him look at a glance like Connor McDavid when he's skating out there. And I don't say that lightly. I don't think I've seen anybody else in the league do it, if I'm being honest. Maybe there's a little bit of the skating style that bears resemblance. But for my money, the potential is there for him to move around the ice like that in a third-line checking role with a little bit of a scoring touch. He's got second-round draft pedigree, but he's got to be able to prove it now. We're at his 24-year-old season, so let's let's see a little bit more from him. That's from me. How about Jay Woodcroft with a couple more thoughts here on the goaltenders? Well, let's start with Jack. Uh, I think um, he went into the summer with a clear frame of mind on what he wanted to get better at. Um, he is appears to me to be very relaxed and uh, is letting the game come to him. He's made numerous great saves and uh, he's in a he's in a good headspace. He's in a good physical space and he's turned in two pretty good performances. I think it is very healthy for Stuart Skinner or um, any young goaltender to to have a partner of Jack's personal. Um, 
you know, his personal quality. Like, I mean, what a guy to be partnered up with. And, and that is how we look at it. It's a partnership. So for Stewart uh, to feel somebody else playing well, I think he's, number one, happy for Jack that he's playing well. And then number two, um, he knows um, that we have a tandem. And going back to Speck's question, is it an open competition for opening night? Yes, it is. We'll get to more on that in a second, but probably nobody on this team knows Jack Campbell better than Zach Hyman. It's just getting his confidence, I think. I think uh, he's had a great summer. He's in a great headspace. He's getting comfortable, right? I think uh, it's, it's it's hard to come to a new team, right? It's hard to to come in and, and make an impact, and he's the guy who puts a lot of pressure on himself. So I think, you know, this summer was good to kind of just deload and uh, and get back and, and I think you're, you're seeing all of his his work you know put into those two preseason games and excited for for what's to come okay you heard Woodcroft hinting at it there picking an opening night goaltender maybe more difficult than originally anticipated I don't think I have all the information to make that decision just yet I'm not going to lay out my process in, in making that decision I would agree with you in that we're realists and we understand that we need both goalies it's a two-goalie league now. Um, we have uh, 1A and 1B, and they're going to sort out who's who. Um, I think both have had really good moments in the preseason. And, um, you know, and just because someone starts opening night doesn't mean that, you know, they have uh, anything handed to them. I mean, last year, um, certainly the 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 goalie that started opening night didn't play in the last game of the year. So, um, you know, it's, it's a living, breathing thing that'll adjust over time. And one we will continue to monitor here on Oilers Now. It's Brendan Escott in this evening. We'll be back with NHL Today. Got Brian Lawton coming up for our friends at Wow Factor Desserts, as well as our Inside the Game analyst here on 630. Chad Rob Brown a little later on in the show. Brendan Escott with you tonight. Let's blast through NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Your local branded merchandise specialists head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Again, the Oilers next in action tomorrow night. Calgary, the opponent, Rogers Place, the venue. We'll set it up for you at 4 o'clock with the Oilers now. Reed has the face-off show at 5.30, play-by-play at 7 o'clock. Derek Steppen has announced his retirement after 13 NHL seasons. Pretty surprised to see Jacob Bernard Docker, the second former first round pick of the Ottawa Senators, to hit the waiver wire this week. Uh, okay, they're cleaning house out there. Lassie Thompson finds himself in Anaheim, I believe, is his new home. And we will learn at about uh, 10 o'clock Mountain Time tomorrow uh, where Jacob Bernard Docker is, because I can't imagine a prospect like him would clear, though it's been a little bit tougher gaining traction for him in his first couple NHL seasons. Oil Kings in action tonight in Prince Albert after trading wins with Lethbridge at home over the weekend. They'll play the Raiders tonight, get the Blades tomorrow in Saskatoon, and Golden Bears looking to rebound this weekend uh, with a home-and-home series against the Mount Royal Cougars. We send it off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. On the other side, former GM, player, agent, he's done it all. He's brought to you each week by Wow Factor Desserts. It's Brian Lawton.